0: another grand and fine day out there today is december 21st 2021 i'm pastor justin and welcome to the shadron brian church podcast glad you joined me uh i've got a devotional for us this morning called spiritual drifting spiritual drifting in this sunday sermon we talked about how christians uh that neglect their salvation are exposing themselves to the chastening hand of God. Hebrews called this drifting, kind of like a ship out at sea that has its anchor broken off. We're subject then to the wind and the waves and and the peril. Uh, The the concept of divine discipline, I think, uh, might come as a shock to us who are under grace, but to whom much is given, much is required. Amen? Uh, God's discipline is a form of God's redemptive and remedial grace in our lives. Only cruelty would allow for someone to drift without warning, direction and correction when certain danger lies ahead. And uh Hebrews actually says that God's discipline is evidence that we are his children, that he that he's actually seeking our good. Um, Every good father disciplines his children so that they go on to maturity. Uh, Here's what Hebrews 12 says. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. See, so, so discipline's proof that we are his children. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they discipline us for a short time, as seem best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, so that we might share in his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful. Fruit of righteousness, so when we think of divine discipline we typically think of the Israelites uh, probably in the Old Testament wandering in the wilderness and uh, We're tempted to think I think that uh, that we New Testament people in the church just kind of get off scot-free No matter what we do But uh, God is not deceived and he, he won't be mocked So his good purpose for us his holiness his love for us actually insists that He discipline us when we need it. Um, In 1 Corinthians 11, here's just a couple of New Testament examples of divine discipline, and this one's actually a couple of uh, pretty serious ones. Once from 1 Corinthians 11, Paul revealed that some believers were sick or even had experienced physical death for their um, unconfessed sin and partaking of the Lord's Supper improperly. Um, To the letter of The church at Thyatira in Revelation chapter 2, Jesus warned them that because they tolerated this false uh, and immoral prophetess in their church, whom Jesus called Jezebel, and and some people were actually joining in on some of the things that she was teaching, which was satanic. Um, These are real believers, guys. Jesus said, because of that, she and whoever is joining themselves to her were going to experience sickness or death if they did not repent. He literally said, I'll put them on a sick bed uh, and uh, death if they don't repent. However, Jesus, um, you don't hear about that kind of stuff very often, do you? Um, Jesus promised, though, that he who is faithful and repents would be like a shining star who would rule and reign with Christ over the nations in his millennial kingdom he says oh actually you'll you'll rule the nations with a rod of iron with me is what he tells them you can look that up in Revelation chapter two verses eighteen through twenty nine so that's the reward for faithfulness is um, greater service f- with Christ in the millennial kingdom and uh, don't get from this by the way that uh, you know every sickness or every Every death is the result of divine discipline. Uh, as we talked about today, or we talked about on Sunday, um, this is a fallen world, and uh, tests and trials, things like that, sicknesses and death. I mean it's it's to be expected, and uh, he wants us to have faith in him, no matter what our circumstances are. so um, anyway, what does it look like? For us to neglect our salvation. Have you ever neglected your salvation? Have you ever started to drift spiritually? Um, I think what it looks like for us, I mean, like Corinth and Thyatira, I mean, we might neglect God's sanctifying purpose for our lives. That's what they were doing. They, they weren't going along with God's program to, uh, to be sanctified, to be made more like Christ. Uh, they were teaching basically grace as a license. Of, to sin, um, sin actually grieves and quenches the Holy Spirit who has sealed us for the day of redemption. Um, probably the 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 cause of most spiritual drifting is due to just unconfessed sin or neglecting God's word. We're not getting in the word. We're maybe neglecting our prayer life, or uh, we're neglecting to gather. With God's people, and if we aren't doing those things, we're gonna start to become spiritually dull or insensitive. We'll be off somewhere. But uh, in his Hebrews commentary, Warren Wearsby shares the story of a man named Robert Robinson, and uh, he's the man who composed that hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Robinson was converted under the preaching of George Whitefield and was greatly used by the Lord as a pastor. However, he started to drift. Uh, and neglects spiritual things. And Wearsby says, in an attempt to find peace, he began to travel. Uh, during one of his journeys, he met a young woman who was evidently uh, very spiritually minded. And uh, she's, she kind of looks at Robinson and she says, "What do you think of this hymn I've been reading?" Not knowing who he is, and she hands him the hymn book, and it's it's his own hymn. <laughs> he he tried to avoid her question, but it was hopeless, for the Lord was speaking to him. Finally, he broke down and confessed who he was and how he had been living away from the Lord. But these streams of mercy are still flowing, the woman assured him. And through her encouragement, Robinson was restored to fellowship with the Lord. You know, I have no doubt that when Robinson was drifting away from the Lord, he had a smiling face, but behind that smiling face was a man who felt a lot like David when he refused to repent of his affair with Bathsheba. David said in Psalm 32, When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. And so David's talking about, this is how he felt when he lived in unconfessed sin. I mean, his his vitality was sapped. <laughs> and he just kind of felt wore down. And uh, he even talked about uh, drenching his couch with tears at one point. But uh, anyway, David... As soon as he acknowledged his sin and confessed it, the Lord forgave him and restored him. And I just want to leave us with the questions. Uh, Are you still sensitive to God's voice, like we've been looking at in the book of Hebrews? Are you still sensitive to God's voice, God's leading? Are you still anchored to Christ, or have you started... To drift. And if you have started to drift, I encourage you to get anchored again and restored to fellowship with the Lord.